0: you're
1: listening to kelly's green lounge radio we are a cannabis friendly establishment kelly's green lounge radio podcast number 12 welcome so nice to have you back listening to me thank you as always for all your support for listening to all 12 podcasts for some of you and for those of you just tuning in maybe you just found me welcome we talk about cannabis here we are a cannabis friendly establishment i guess that's our tagline i've recently been feeling like i wanted to refer to this as the island of misfit toys (laughs) i guess it's the christmas season but also, I've been meeting a lot of misfit toys. I am one, so I feel like I fit in very well. <laughs> we all fit in together, don't we, in this cannabis space? It's wonderful. It's, it's nice to be meeting a lot of people and to be moving forward. Uh, we are close to uh, edibles being legalized. So, well, they are legal now, um, but the regulations and all of the sort of gray area and the changes and the 60-day waiting period is coming to an end in in December here in Ontario. And we're going to be doing a talk at the lounge about it because it is so important that we have this conversation. Um, Edibles are new to a lot of people. Some people make the mistake of greening out, what greening out is... um, consuming too much cannabis and being sick afterwards you can be sick by being paranoid or getting sweaty or shaking or being really nervous um, what I am finding the conversations that I'm having and the reports that were being made are that people are eating too much of it too fast so your liver is breaking down the cannabis that you are consuming by eating it it takes longer than if you are ingesting it through your bloodstream. So if you're sitting there and you've eaten a brownie and after an hour you're not feeling anything, don't go back and eat the next one. Wait, wait until it hits you. Because when it does hit you, if you haven't waited and you've had that second one, you're going to feel sick and it's not going to be a pleasurable experience. Now, don't get me wrong, if your tolerance is one or two brownies, hey, (laughs) have a good time. That's where I'm at, I'm sleeping with that. But if you're not up to that tolerance level, be very careful. Please, I I implore you, please, please be very careful. Don't go back for the second one until you've got your tolerance level, until you know the rule really should be start low and grow. That means that start with just a little bit, grow your tolerance, get used to it, start feeling comfortable, and then you can expand. I'm excited for the cannabis drinks. I'm excited for the different things that we'll find. I'm excited because there are new cannabis products and that we can go into stores and buy them. we got to work out all those regulations and stuff so that we can have them at Kelly's Green Lounge. But I feel like it's on its way. Speaking of cannabis edibles, in this broadcast, this episode of Kelly's Green Lounge Radio, we will be talking to a couple that have started a baking company called baked on high. This wonderful couple by the name of John and Allison have this company where their trademark is a guy in a chef hat with sunglasses and he's a cool dude and he's selling you his brownies and chocolate and well we've got all kinds of things coming up from these guys. They've got topicals, they've got tincture, they're wonderful and every time that they come to their lounge it's so joyous to have them here. So they're coming up uh, this second interview of the podcast. This First interview is from a gentleman, a friend of mine named Mark Winter. I met Mark when we were both speakers at the Muskoka Cannabis Expo this past August. I looked out into the crowd as I was on stage doing my talk and he was there and I'd never met him before but you could tell he had so much enthusiasm in his eyes and his face um, for what I was saying, and it just made me feel comfortable uh, up being up on that stage, looking out and seeing such um, genuine kindness from someone. I was then able to meet Mark, and uh, I had been following him a little bit um, on our on social media and had um, s- experienced a little bit just there, but when you meet Mark in person, it's such a treat, it's such a, a different experience because he's so alive. He has this, um, this sense about him that you can tell that he is not wasting any minutes, he is not wasting a second of his life. You can tell that he realizes uh, that he won't waste any time, and you can tell that about him because he is living that's the best way to explain it you you just know that he is living a full a fulfilled life um being around mark is uh being around someone that is calm being around Mark is someone that, uh, being around someone that is very knowledgeable. He's an excellent speaker, uh, professional speaker, actually. And I was so happy to be able to get him to come on my podcast so we could talk to him about what he's doing with cannabis, which is he's finding a way to marry mindfulness, which is his the core of his being, with cannabis, which is something that he loves and something that he uses uh, to heal himself. So he's found this sort of platform to marry mindfulness and uh, martial arts experience, which he has many, many years of, and cannabis, which he uses and now grows. And he speaks about that, a way to uh, heal people that way. So we've got really great things coming up with Mark. In the new year, we're going to start a series where you can come and meet him and do his workshops and be trained by him. So I sat down with Mark a couple of weeks ago and did this interview,
0: and this is Mark Winter. Well, Kelly, thanks so much for the opportunity to be on your podcast and all you do here at Kelly's Cafe. I really was excited about coming to your grand opening and meeting some amazing people. Basically, my cannabis journey started from the medical about four years ago with chronic pain enveloping my life. Um, I had lost at that point about 28 pounds from a variety of 10 different medications and then finally being diagnosed with hip impingement, osteoarthritis, and osteoporosis, the doctor thought, yeah, maybe it's time that uh, the medical cannabis might benefit for weight gain, sleep, and pain and inflammation. So I went to the Canbo clinic. They served me on with synthetic cannabis that didn't go well, had some bad side effects of grogginess and slurred voice. Wasn't used to taking any medication with the desire and knowledge of using medicinal cannabis before i knew it worked for me i just needed the accurate information cbd variety and knowing exactly what i was um, using to help with my variety of medications so once i got my medical cannabis um, I thought, nobody should have to go through this. I'm still having to pee in a bottle. And I thought, people need fair access, education, and I wanted to inspire people to the many benefits of cannabis in whichever way they feel most comfortable in being able to consume it and benefit from it, from medical and certainly now recreational. So that's when I started speaking and going to conferences, expos, workshops to learn and gain as much as I can about medical cannabis.
1: Wonderful. And that's how your company came about?
0: Yeah. So I basically started just as an advocate to express myself as a martial arts and mindfulness instructor. I've taught seminars since 1999 on wellness and the law of attraction using mindfulness-based techniques. And then what I realized when I was in chronic pain and I was doing uh, workshops at wellness centers, yoga studios, I realized I'm going to share my cannabis story. I'm going to share mindfulness in a very simple form because when you're in chronic pain and when you're in um, Some dire situations which some of my clients or some of my students were right. They need something right away They don't need the four steps to meditation or loving-kindness meditation from different disi- right. Disciplines that I've studied in for many years. I realized I'm going to teach something that's even simpler, which is stillness So that's when I did the seminar. I was in chronic pain. I was having uh pain spikes throughout the sure. workshop. And I realized I'm going to make this real simple because even I couldn't focus or concentrate of course. the four different levels of meditation. We start with this step one, step two. I said, you know what? Let's keep this simple. Yep. If you are still, if you look in the dictionary, stillness means from a mindfulness point of view, a calm, abiding mind, okay. free of agitation or disturbance, Okay. tranquility, Yep. peacefulness. Well, the action of sitting still becomes the result so this is when I started saying all you need to do is literally sit still
1: and that helps so many people who keep saying I can't meditate I can't meditate so you're saying just sit still
0: correct so if you sit still obviously you're gonna still want to move you're gonna still uh, have monkey mind where your minds jumping all over the place the difference is if you're sitting looking at a lake and it's there's ripples there's waves you can't see your reflection If it's calm and clear, you see your reflection. So the action of just being calm and clear, even if you fake it till you make it, by sitting still, that energy, that simplicity, with a few keys of proper posture, maybe some keys from keeping your thumbs together as a gauge to have you realize that it might be only three seconds of stillness. And then, oh, I thought they gotta pick the kids up at four. Be aware of that and go back to stillness. That's a good point. By doing that simple, it doesn't matter if it's three seconds, three minutes, or 30 minutes. It's quality, not quantity. Right. And there are stories of famous masters in meditation and mindfulness that were able to change their direction from fear, violence, all these negative things by being clear for a brief moment in time. Just still just being not stuck. being in your head not being in your head not being agitated by being in that clear omnipresent state
1: okay now how could cannabis help with that
0: well obviously you need to use the right strain of cannabis and then it like anything mindfulness in choice mindfulness in application i.e less is more okay. so obviously maybe not using a high energy sativa to generalize about sativa or right. something that's going to give you uh a lot of energy and mental, uh, stimulation. You want something that's going to help tune you in, not tune you out.
1: Okay. That's a really good point. So research your strains. What is, what may work for you may not work for someone else. And you're saying just find the best one and then just be still. How, how do we need a special place? Do we,
0: there are many ways of doing it. I mean, I always tell my students, I said, even if when you're getting in the car, before you start the car, be mindful for a minute. Hmm. When you get out of the car, before you jump and you're going to do it, you check your makeup, you check your case, you check your briefcase, computer, whatever. Why not check your mind? Wow. One minute is a long time when you're in a rush to go somewhere. Yep. But that one minute or two minutes throughout the day will have a major effect on your overall wellness.
1: Just stopping.
0: Just stopping. Just that
1: minute to stop.
0: Just stopping. Wow. Again, now for that time, it's key to be mindful to just tune off. Yep. Not to think about anything. And when you do think about something, be aware of it and go back to being still. So there are ways to do that, whether you are focusing on a candle at home or you're focusing uh, when you're sitting in your car straight ahead. There's all sorts of different modalities and ways you can tune in and not tune out to get away from that monkey mind. And that's where the years of meditation that I've studied I've studied uh, three different forms of meditation from the Buddhist lineages but for over 25 years I've studied all the different world religions I'm a Buddhist myself but I don't publicize it because it's all about non labeling so people say are you a this are you I go the simple answer is no I'm nothing the complicated answer is x y and z sure Even from a martial arts perspective, I've been doing it for 38 years, I tell people I'm a martial arts or I'm an awareness trainer. Oh, what's your background? And I said, I've studied a variety of martial arts over the years. It's less about karate, taekwondo, aikido, or a label. The label. And more about the overall aspect, which is mindfulness and action. We might use martial arts as a vehicle to express ourselves. Right. To stay healthy, mind, body, and soul. But the key focus of it is that stillness? Is that omnipresent? You hear of people saying, right. I was in the zone. You uh, worked in the radio and the, the rock business. And, and that you know when people are in the zone, right. when artists are in that moment. Yep. And that's what you're trying to achieve with martial arts, with mindfulness, with yep. meditation, and certainly with cannabis. And a lot of times people are using cannabis not to... Forget themselves. That can be certainly a negative application of it. But again, to tune in, right. to get away from your pain body. So when I teach mindfulness, I always say, "Pain is not a choice; suffering is." Oh, I like that. I go, "Well, oh, what do you mean by that?" I mean, I'm in pain. Even I didn't know what I meant by that because I'm in pain. Yeah. However, it took quite a while, and certainly cannabis has helped me in a great deal to become not attached to my pain body. Okay. So it's a distraction. It's certainly medically and medicinally beneficial for inflammation, for all sorts of different ailments and illnesses. However, even from a recreational point of view, recreational for the Army, you need rest and relaxation, R&R. Yep. Well, so recreational really is medical
1: it absolutely is and and, and there's and and sometimes we define cannabis through recreational and medicinal and really we're just getting the therapeutic benefits from it overall
0: bless yeah and this is where labels are ways to monetize and divide
1: that's a very
2: good point what
0: i try and do is take away the labels open dialogue and communicate with compassion right. with mindfulness the um One of the martial arts that I studied for quite a few years, even though I don't have high ranking in it, is Aikido. Okay. Aikido, the founder, was a priest.
2: Okay.
0: Fought in the war, probably killed people. So when he became a priest after the war and started the martial art of Aikido, the key component is love.
1: Oh, what, um, is it Japanese or Japanese? Japanese Aikido.
0: And its key component
1: is love.
0: His key component is love. Oh, I like that. And he wrote a book called The Art of Peace. Okay. And it's been by my bedside for the past 30 plus years. Wow. And it has little poems, little Zen sayings, uh, Shinto influence, and it's all about love. So that's why when you see Aikido, unlike the Steven Seagal movies where he's really hurting people, okay. it's completely a defensive art. And there's really no sparring in it. It's about blending with your opponent to not hurt the person. So
1: Interesting.
0: Complete compassion. And that's the way I've always taught.
1: Wow. Even
0: though I come from a very external, aggressive martial arts that are combative based. Yep. I've always taught my students compassion.
1: Okay. So this is when you bring up Steven Seagal. Was it the one that he's most known for, the Psykido? Yeah.
0: And his, he's known for you know very aggressive and violent yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah. But still, you know, I think there's still a heart of compassion there. I mean, obviously, if someone's coming at you with a machete, you better defend yourself. Sure. And the fact that they keep attacking you, eventually, they're going to get hurt. Right. So I've always liked that in, in regards to uh, when I've come into some conflict situations. I've always turned that negative into a positive with compassion. Now I'm lucky I'm able to run fast and move out of the way move out of the way. <laughs> yeah but honestly, it's having a compassion where I don't want to hurt the person right. they're drunk, they're stupid. they're right. making a wrong choice. Yep. And uh, I'm lucky I've had the space and ability to and skill set to at least get myself out of the situation and minimize the negative for everybody because nobody wins from fighting.
1: Oh, that's absolutely true. Um, And I really like the fact that you... So you have an actual program and mindfulness program um, that you speak about and that you go and you travel around and you do this. Tell me just a little bit more about that.
0: So basically, I've started teaching about uh, 1999, the program that I shared with you, my little booklet called The Art of Self. So that's what I... Realized that when I was teaching martial arts traditionally I had my black belt around my waist I took it off in front of my students because they came in With a logo and it was in a yin and yang symbol and it was embroidered and it said the art of self They said sir. This is what we think you are teaching us wow. and we were so excited. I'm like I took over a a, a Kickboxing club very tough people. Yeah, and they still wanted to learn from me, yeah. even though I'm more of an artist compared to a full-contact fighter. So I always put in my promos, uh, martial arts, the artist self, defense. And then I would talk about Aikido, karate, taekwondo, kung fu, all my different backgrounds. Yes. But defense was always in the brackets. So it really said the artist self. They took that made that into the logo. That day, I took off my black belt, cried in front of my students, quite honestly and openly. Yeah and realized I'm gonna start teaching this art of self for bullying seminars, law of attraction, sales seminars, and wellness seminars. Excellent. And that's when I started. So I started doing corporate seminars, and I've been doing that since 1999 for uh, high schools, public schools for a bullying aspect, Women's Institute for Self-Protection and Awareness, companies for sales increase and overall mental health and wellness. And then two years ago with uh, the health getting challenged, Uh, two and four years ago that's when I started changing into pain management and teaching strictly stillness for overall health, simplicity and mindfulness. And then the cannabis now has just started to come through doing my first expo this past summer. I've spoken on quite a few podcasts and yours is my third or fourth one now so I feel very blessed to be able to be here to share my story and uh, try and engage with people because I want to share the totality of my 38 years of martial arts, over 22 years of mindfulness, uh, a lifetime of recreational cannabis use or medicinal cannabis use, and certainly the benefits that I've derived from medical cannabis over the last four years.
1: You just started growing.
0: And started growing this year. So I had some wonderful four plants, uh, a God's pie I got from a a friend gifted me and come from a medical small craft grower and it was just amazing yeah so it's great to be able to spend time and energy in the garden with something that is so beneficial for me so yeah. not only am I able to uh, be more involved in my medication but not only to save money but also understand and interpret for other people sure how it might benefit them because a lot of people don't have the money to buy off the expensive exactly. LPs yeah. or go to a um uh, now an Ontario cannabis store, there's a lot of challenges. So if I can share my story, my narrative, to try and give people the, the tools or the motivation that, hey, I can do it too, because I'm not that good of a grower. I grew outside.
1: But, you know, you're starting to learn. But you were, you explained to me all the different trichomes and Owned you knew when to pull, but that's that's amazing for people, and sharing that is, is even enough sometimes.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, so if you check on my Cannabis Relief Council um, on Instagram, and Facebook, but I mainly do posts on Instagram. You see me with some of my martial arts students. I'm using some of the weapons from nunchucks, sticks, swords, uh, and showing how, just because your medical cannabis is being consumed, in some cases I even do it before private classes to show people that you know I'm using a pretty uh, painful weapon if you get it wrong sure and I'm using it with mindfulness in some cases actually after medicating and it's really uh, cool to be able to do something with such focus and flow and results to destigmatize that it's not about getting high or being on a couch and going you dude and eating doritos it's
1: such a good point because that is unfortunately a lot of people have that perspective they think that we're just eating our doritos and we're watching our stoner movies but you're an athlete that actually uses cannabis prior to doing athletic things yeah and using energy
0: absolutely you know i use a a little bit on the weekend before I, um, i do training obviously if i'm teaching a formal class or seminar i don't Medicaid. I use CBD oils. I yeah. microdose with that, where there's no THC or almost no THC. That helps me with inflammation, anxiety, and just overall wellness. Right. It's also minimized my use of uh, cannabis at nighttime from the THC point because it's doing what it needs to do uh, to stimulate the endocannabinoid system to give me sort of that full spectrum overall homeostasis which is what we're day. all looking for yeah, yeah it really
1: is that's a wonderful point uh, what's your favorite way to consume
0: i'm still a smoker i i have tried vape but i just find it very external plasticky um and i don't seem to be able to control the dosage as much yeah. I, I i find it takes a little longer and i would smoke more than i would need to um, even though my doctor says, stop smoking, vape. But again, I'm using mostly the oils anyway, and that's the... The, the
1: tincture. The tincture, yeah. the
0: CBD oils, and sometimes at nighttime, the indica oil. So that's certainly much healthier for me with less smoking. But I enjoy, do enjoy, just before bed, a couple hits, couple puffs, and I just roll it in a joint form. And less is more. I always have that tube, two puffs or a puff, and I can put Let's it put in it the back tube. Put out and... and... Going, wow. <laughs> so it's amazing. And I find, again, the less you smoke, the less you smoke. It's, it's really quite that's amazing. That's very true. Unlike uh, alcoholing, a lot of people don't realize that alcohol, the more you drink, the drunker you get. Cannabis is not that case. Right. The less you use, the more effective it can be. Yep. Obviously, it has to be based on your own particular needs and situation. But that's an exciting thing that less can actually be more. And certainly is the case, as studies have shown with CBD especially, right. that micro doses of it, as it is true with THC, can have major major effects on our wellness, and again, not getting high or not getting um, any negative effects that the stereotypical stoner or medical cannabis or now recreational cannabis is perceived to be. Perceptions in reality are very different, and when it comes to cannabis, we know there's been a lot of destigmatizing and uh, uh, misinformation, which is why what you're doing here is incredible.
1: It's good to be able to tell people the truth and explain um, where cannabis, the benefits that it can do, the therapeutic benefits and overall helping us, right? Is that you? <laughs> we have some music in the background right now. <laughs> I can pause it. Okay. So where do you think we're going with cannabis? Where do you think it's headed? What are the trends that you um, have seen and and think you'll see, um, as far as from the cannabis relief council goes? What what do you think? Where do you think it's going?
0: Well, for me, I'm trying to define my brand to be the conduit of information to help people educate, inspire, and destigmatize. It's hard to monetize it because the people that need my help can't afford right. what I would say charge. Yep. The people that can afford don't necessarily need someone with my particular background even though they do because there is a huge lack of information and someone that comes from a sales and a public speaking background as well as hopefully presenting themselves in a very professional way that well you're a cannabis user I go actually yes I am medical cannabis for the past four years but you know what I've been using medicinal cannabis for many many years And that surprises people, but you're a martial artist, you're a meditation teacher. I go, yeah, but everybody is no different from anybody else. There's different people use different um, herbs, products to better or use to benefit them for overall wellness. So for me, it's more about continually defining my brand by educating and connecting with people such as yourselves until the industry is developed and there's enough stores open where they would want to hire somebody with a great heart, a great story, and a lot of empirical success with medical and now recreational cannabis. And this is where people just need the straight goods without A monetary value attached to it I'm selling this as you do here at Kelly's cafe is you're trying to help people by educating them inspiring them not trying to sell them people before profits so I'm not really sure where I'm going except I want to continually try and learn grow and connect with people until the right type of company products or services need a spokesperson that speaks from the heart connects to the heart And also through my mindfulness base and sales background, the law of attraction, I think blending it all together can be very helpful so people can not only um, medicate in the way that they're both most comfortable with, but get the best results by being mindful, by learning, oh, that little mindfulness technique really helped get me out of my pain body because I've got a lot of experience getting myself out of my pain body. anxiety. Uh, mental health is on the increase. Uh, a friend of mine a doctor, he says, Mark, I have over 28% of my customers' patients are getting uh, some type of uh, mental health need. Yeah, for sure. He says, I know it's double that. Yeah. Now, he told me this at a Buddhist temple 10 years ago. Wow. And he says it's getting worse. Yes. So that means we're dealing with about 67% of everyone in the the human condition is having anxiety and mental health issues. Yeah. So What I want to do is continually support people to tell them that you can be in control of your own mind, your own healing, and again, pain is not a choice. Suffering is. Using mindfulness, stillness, and mindful cannabis consumption with support, transparency, you can turn most negatives in depositors.
1: that's great Uh, an excellent point and i'm really glad that you brought up the mental health issue because there's not enough money out there for the governments in education health Uh, to help these people. And they're suffering. And I I see it every single day. And that's where people like us come in because although we're not psychiatrists or psychologists, we're there and we care. And the people need us because there's just not enough. There's not enough professionals out there and there's not enough money in Canada to be able to help.
2: Oh,
0: So well said. My heart's beating rapidly because you know what? I've had anxiety for many years and people think I'm very well put together because I present myself well on sales. But I have anxiety out the wazoo. Do. And the fact that I tell people, you're more confident than me, you have more. They go, well, you like being on stage. I go, yeah, but that's not. Doesn't mean I don't shit myself before I <laughs> go on right stage. That's the way to put it, yeah. Right. The fear. So I look forward through the conduit of this incredible organization that you've put together, when and if it's um, interested or needed to put together. Um, a mindfulness-based workshop where you use a bit of movement, a bit of mindfulness, a bit of martial arts, and a bit of cannabis to be able to show people that you can turn negatives into positives. That mindfulness and stress, it's not about taking something that will take care of your pain. Uh, Medication, drugs, and all these negative things. Because once you start down that, it can be um, out of your control.
1: Sure, and dangerous. And
0: dangerous. So I always say, not to say that all those things are wrong, but let's try journaling, let's try walking, let's try sleeping, better diet, let's try movement exercises. Talking about our
1: feelings with each other, yep.
0: Bless, and that's why any opportunity to teach a workshop and discuss the anxiety, the mental health, martial arts and cannabis, give people some tools and techniques and concepts that can help them use a paintbrush to make their own painting, whatever that painting may be. That's
1: a wonderful point. I love that. Where can we find you?
0: You can go to the Cannabis Relief Council on Instagram and Facebook. Um, You can DM me. You can email me, markwinteris at gmail.com. And um, any information or um, interest in me speaking or as a particular spokesperson for your company, I'm really looking for engagement and connecting to grow with the industry as it develops. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kelly, for all you do.
1: Our next guests are a couple out of the Durham region. They have a company called Baked on High. They love cannabis. They love baking. And we love them. This is our interview with Baked on High's John and Allison.
2: Hey! Hey! You guys got that.
1: The reason why we started that way is because every time John and Allison come into Kelly's Green Lounge, we welcome them with hey! hey! And the reason for that is because they are branded as baked on high and they are also members of our lounge that people are expecting to see. They like to see their familiar faces. And just like when you walk in a bar like Cheers, you get your regular customers, and these are ours. So welcome to Baked on High. Wait, Welcome, Baked on High, to Kelly's Green Lounge Radio. Well,
3: thank you very much, and it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
1: It's so nice to have you both here. You've been coming around to the lounge for a little while, and you bring your baked goods. You bring your little bag full of baked goods, and you talk about your baking. John, what is Baked on High?
3: Well, Baked on High, I'm a, uh, I'm a baker, and love to enjoy making baked goods and having a lot of fun doing it
1: and you fill filled them with cannabis of
3: course okay what kind of cannabis are you filling them with i use strictly uh just i like using sour diesel a good sativa um that seems to work best for most of my clients that ask for it so okay. i kind of stick with what my people want.
1: Perfect, and yeah. let's talk about that because you have people. You have lots of people. I
3: have lots of people. When we have lots of you
1: people. do. You have lot. Well, the baked on high company has yes. a lot of people. Yes, you I have a, a lot of followers, customer clients. Um, but that is in such a short time. Um,
2: how did that happen, Allison? It's definitely starting to take off, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely. How did it happen? John, it's just his passion. I think it's just a passion, our passion. Like, we both just put a lot of love into what we do. I love doing the marketing for John. I love it's it's fun, and um, yeah.
3: We get high a lot. You get high a lot. I get high a lot. You got
1: high a lot. Now, do you lick the spoon then?
3: Uh, Okay, well...
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, last night was five batches of chocolate every time in between. It was a spoonful, <laughs> oh so... My probably 50 migs last night. By 8 <laughs> o'clock, I was... Eyes were pinholed, and but I was so happy. <laughs> but you were happy, but I was so happy. But
2: here's what we call it
3: occupational hazard.
2: Occupational yeah. uh, yeah, <laughs> hazard, I like that because
3: I refuse to use animals to test products, you know, because no, that's so yeah, inhumane, no, right? Cruel. That's cruel, that's very cruel. You can't so, do that. and I don't like saying I'm the guinea pig because I don't like centering on one particular animal.
1: Okay, well, so there you go. I am the animal, you're the animal, <laughs> and, and you test your products on yourself every day. Tell me how this started. How did you come to work in cannabis? You're a lovely, beautiful couple um, in the prime of your life. Mm-hmm. And um, you've been doing this for how long? How did it come about?
3: Well, I've been doing it myself. I'm uh, not going to reveal how old I am, but <laughs> I do have a birthday coming up on Sunday. Ooh. This is true. Yes. And uh, well, I just started over the years. My mom, my parents, of course, I came from immigrant parents. Uh, mom was Polish, dad Ukrainian. And every day at home when mom's cooking, it was always pierogies, cabbage (laughs) rolls, uh, pitichki, which is your meat on the stick. And so when mom was making food, it wasn't just a dozen or so. It was like enough to feed an army. Wow. And she taught me at a very young age how to roll the dough, how to flour it. So it all started really with my mom.
1: She taught you how to bake. Yeah, Your mom basically, taught you how to yeah. Bake. Isn't yeah. that nice? That's yeah. very nice. And so what made you want to infuse it with cannabis then?
3: Well, to get the, I don't know, like the fuller effect maybe? Yeah,
1: but what I mean is, is that what made you decide from, hey, I really like baking because my mom taught me how to bake, to I'm going to now have a cannabis baking company where I have baked goods. What made you get from that point to here?
3: Well, it was mostly because of the people I was helping with the product I was making. Okay. Um, a lot of people, uh, one lady in particular that works with me, uh, went through a double mastectomy. Oh, wow. And, uh, and a lot of pain. And she would text me or we'd back and forth on, you know, Messenger and stuff. And she says, I don't have anything that works. And so, there I, here I go, Mr. Or Google, my second wife, let's say. Because, you know, men don't know everything. Google knows everything, right? Sure, so, yeah. And uh, did some research, and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to try a couple of things. And I know how uh, flooded the market is with CBD products, but there's, I just wanted to find something, a good a strain, that was strictly THC. Right. Because not a lot of people were using it. And I found with the diesel, there's uh, a trace amount to zero CBD in it, so I'm getting full strength. Um, I have very good equipment to decarboxylate my, my, uh, my herb. Uh, I'm getting a hundred percent decarboxylation. Wow. Uh, I don't want to tell you how. Because, no, it's your secret. Uh, I don't want to know yeah, want no. anybody to know yet, but it will come out eventually, of course. Um, and yeah, so it was, um, just making a, a product and also she was allergic to coconut. So there's another thing. Okay. Well, what are we going to start infusing with? So, right. Extra virgin olive oil, right. which was perfect. Perfect. So I did my infusion. I got my tests, tested uh, my milligrams per gram of strength. And uh, it's just, you got to be really good at math. Yeah, really. It's I just math, could, right? Yeah. yeah, and you're and consistent with it. You have to be consistent. Right. Yes, absolutely.
1: So you started off helping someone. Yeah. And you knew that cannabis, you were a cannabis user then? Oh, maybe absolutely. recreational?
3: Forever, yeah.
1: And so you knew the therapeutic benefits of cannabis. Absolutely. You had a friend that was dealing with cancer, um, getting over cancer, and you wanted to help her.
3: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: And so you, that led you to think, oh, I'm doing, I'm doing something here, I'm, I'm putting them two together and I'm making all these chocolate infusions. Is that what you predominantly use is chocolate?
3: Uh I well I kinda just started into the chocolate not long ago and because having tons of
2: fun with it. i having a
3: lot of fun yeah. with it. It's um it's so good. I try to find the best chocolate I can find. I don't cheap out. Right. Um I give a lot away. You do Um, give a lot away. I give a lot away. And that's the nature of the business (laughs) as you build.
1: And people, when they see you, they think, oh, I wonder if that guy's got a chocolate for (laughs) me today. And they do. But what that's done is that has built you customers and clients. Absolutely. And they know, first of all, they can rely on you. And second of all, they're Mm. going to get top quality. Like you're saying, you don't uh, put cheap chocolate, you don't make things, you don't cut corners. No. Because how's that going to benefit anybody? It doesn't. Right? so um let's shift over to allison a little bit this marketing that is happening with this company is fantastic you've got emojis or whatever little humans or whatever they are little bitmojis, cartoon, bitmojis. i knew they had a name <laughs> and you've got them doing funny little things and you've got pictures of things you've really it's really taken off tell me about that have you got a marketing background you must have some marketing award with something
2: i have another business um that i market myself i do a lot of posting and so i'm i kind of knew what I was doing as far as the social media part and um, it's just really fun like John comes up with his post and I come up with my post and I feel like we have a lot of variety and people think we're fun and yeah. funny like I just We have... collaborate on a lot of Yeah too, like, like John to... has to okay everything I show it to him he'll be at work and I'll be you know sending him the Sure so then I can post it so it's total collaboration yes yeah
1: and um, but that's him that's your picture on all of your shirts and your hats that's, you, right? that's yeah. me yeah. you, that's you with your black glasses yeah. and it's your trademark and it's what yeah. you're known as right now that's right. and can people actually buy these hats and t-shirts now
3: uh, yes they can yeah? yeah we're getting to that getting point <laughs> going, oh yes, my absolutely. goodness the merch
2: has arrived
3: the merch has, has arrived, arrived. Yes. Wonderful. And it's almost
2: Black Friday
3: Yes. <gasps>
1: Let's talk about that for a minute, because I'm hoping that I will be able to post this tomorrow. That's what the fingers are crossed. So you've got a Black Friday sale on right now? Yes, we do. Okay. Are you? Do you want to announce it so that it's ready for tomorrow?
3: You can have the honors, because I don't even... She does that. I don't <laughs> even know what's going on. Oh, now, that's right?
2: amazing. No,
3: I kind of do, but I'll let her do the honors on that.
2: So the baked goods are will be 20% off. And then the merchandise will probably be another promotion that we'll unleash.
1: Yeah. Media. Like through Maybe. your social media, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So you're on Facebook. You're on Instagram. Yeah. And can we find you anywhere else? Nope. That's nope. it. Those are the, the two yep. best places Even to find you. Because yep. isn't it, okay, and I, I know for me, like I didn't, grow up with the internet. When I was little, we didn't have the internet, right? No. We didn't have, like I still have a Hotmail address. That's like when, well, you know, when email yeah. started back for us, That's right? Funny. And I'm saying us because this is, that we're in different waters. Like, some, you get somebody in their 20s now, and they they literally wake up with a phone in their hand, you know, or you know. are, are born with a phone. This is what they know how to do. They know about tax right. and they know, but you guys didn't know how to do this, just the way I didn't know how to do this, but you've done it, and you've built it. Are you finding that um, you're coming up against anything because you aren't 20 years old and a millennial knowing how to do this? How are you finding social media?
2: Well, I'm familiar with it, and I find it, a lot of fun. And if something isn't fun, John and I... John's real big on fun too. It's not... You don't want to do it. it. Right. So I like it. It's creative. I also find the more creative that we are, I think we vibe higher. Right. So I'm i am a law of co—law attraction coach as well. So um, it's all about creativity for me and fun. And it just... I don't know. It's just, it's just fun. It's just fun. Like when I met John, I'd always wanted to... To, to have a partner where we could build something together, yeah. where we could kind of just light up one corner of the world and, and whatever it is, right? I didn't know what it would be, and so I'm just glad I can help John and help him build the business. And
1: yeah, you certainly are. What's next for Baked on High? Anything new? You've got chocolate down pat. Anything on the horizon?
3: Yeah, I'm thinking of doing a sweet and salty potato chip.
1: Ooh! wow. I shouldn't have
3: told anybody. You just blew my
1: mind. Yes. <laughs> okay, a sweet and salty potato chip. Yeah.
3: So it'll be infused with chocolate, of course.
1: Okay. Yeah. And it would be like a potato,
3: like dipped. Dipped. It'll be dipped in, and uh, it'll in be hardened on onto... chocolate. Yes. I'm getting hungry hardened.
1: thinking about it already. Yeah. This is fantastic. Yeah. Um, one last question. You make um. G- vegetable glycerin tincture is that what you use you were telling me the other day you, you use make well a i tincture. use yeah
3: well i make a vegetable glycerin uh a coconut oil mct yep. oil so yep. that's your carrier about fully yep. food grade fully edible and the extra virgin olive oil
1: and the reason why i was asking about that is because i was thinking about um infused drinks Remember we were talking about that? And oh you were yeah, because to, uh, tell I use, me about what you do for that. Well, I use it. I, I use
3: it as a sweetener. Okay. So if somebody comes over to visit, and if we're having coffee or tea, well, do you want sugar or a sweetener? Well, mm-hmm. you have to know what my sweetener ah, is because it's not
2: right. It's, the it's traditional not, it's, sweetener. Because
1: <laughs> this would be like if you weren't somebody that was drinking alcohol. And you know these new regulations are coming out for cannabis drinks, infused drinks. Yes. So if you're not somebody that wants to drink alcohol, why don't we put our vegetable glycerin infused into our soda pot? That's
3: all you have to do: or two or three drops, drops and stir something. it in, and away you go. That's
1: like your cocktail, right? Yeah. Okay. True. Let's let's True. market this. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> it's been really lovely chatting with you both today.
2: Thank you so much. Tell us again where we can find you.
3: You can find us on
2: Facebook and and on Instagram, Baked On High Guy. Baked on High Guy. And Facebook is Baked on High. And your website? Well, it is bakedonhigh.ca. Bakedonhigh.ca. I'm looking at John's hat with it. Uh-huh. I only ever see John
1: with his brand and his logo on his hat and his shirt. And that's what it, what it is. It's I your do, brand. It's I wonderful. do I do
3: have other clothes. <laughs> I, have, I have seven of these I shirts. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: can find them online and you can also find them now, sometimes at
3: Kelly's Green Lunch. And actually, oh, Kelly, yeah. before you sign off... Before we sign off... We brought you something.
1: Oh, wow. He's unpackaging for our, our dun, listeners dun, dun, dun. out there. Oh, what have we got? Get your own. <gasps>
3: wow! Oh, it. Just a minute. Just a minute I
1: It is it. a baked on high shirt. Hey! Hey! High size! Look at that. I will wear that
3: and? proudly.
1: And to have my morning tea. Oh, this is fun. (gasps) A big Don High mug. Oh, look at that. I'm part of the club now. Yes, you are. I feel like I'm part of the club. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you you for having us. The only purpose of this podcast is to entertain, educate, and to inform. It is no substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Instead, we encourage you to discuss your options with a healthcare provider who specializes in medical cannabis or with a cannabis lawyer. Guests who speak in this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions, and Kelly's Green Lounge has not and cannot be held responsible for guests' views. This podcast is available for private, non-commercial use only. Advertising which is incorporated into, placed in association with, or targeted towards the content of this podcast is forbidden. You may not edit modify, or redistribute this podcast in any way.